Hello, everybody. Uh, you, for the for the first time ever here at the Skating Penguin Network, you are probably seeing our faces for the very first time. I am Garrett Behanna. With me is, as always, is Robbie Noggle and Snail. Uh, we are here, and we're going to switch up the format of the mailbag this week. The first week, we introduce Facecam. We're going to do a little bit of a mix-up here, a little bit of a shake-up for the mailbag. Uh, we are going to split the mailbag into two parts so we can have a more in-depth conversation about some of these questions, some of the questions that you, the loyal listeners, want to submit to us. And uh, so we'll just split the mailbag into two parts. The first episode, you will get, well, this will go live Wednesday, the 27th of September. The second part of this week's mailbag will go live on Friday. So with that being said, uh, even though we are finally recording with Facecam, uh, nothing is going to change here at the Skating Penguin Network. We're going to continue to answer all of the questions that you want to submit to us. And like always, Robbie will get first crack at the question here. Question number one comes from Brian. Robbie, I'm sure you saw the reports of Sidney Crosby being pissed off over missing the playoffs. Are we about to see something special from Sidney Crosby in year 19? I, when haven't we seen something special from 87 uh, in the past 19 years now or 18 years going into 19? I There's a lot of talk. Can he get to 100 points uh, at his age? I think he still has one more year like that in the tank. Um, again, he's he's going for uh, keeping his streak of uh, point-per-game seasons alive. So uh, for banking on that, that's at least 82 points, uh, assuming he plays all 82 games. I think you're going to have Crosby in that 90, 95 to 100 point range again. Um, I, he's going to be driven. There's Crosby's never lacked motivation. I think you're going to see a driven Crosby. Um, I, again, his biggest goal is the team aspect, get to the playoffs. And if he's putting up 100 points, I, I don't see a way that they aren't making the playoffs. And he clearly did not enjoy missing the playoffs last year uh, based on what he said. He has not missed a playoff since his rookie season. I was a, I believe sophomore in high school uh, when that happened. Garrett, I believe was not even born. I was in but... diapers. I was in diapers, <laughs> but um, yeah, I think again, when have we not seen something special from Crosby? I think a special is another hundred point season. Uh, I, I wouldn't put money on it, but I wouldn't bet against it uh, at his age. He's not going to win a scoring title unless, uh, something really crazy happens, but a special for Crosby this year for me is a hundred points. And um, even in that MVP conversation, even if he's not winning the art Ross, um, but again, he has a better team around him this year. Um, Carlson's going to hopefully help that power play, which will uh, boost those point totals for everybody on that. So I definitely, he's going to be driven um, and he's looking to get back to the playoffs and take another run of the cup. Uh, wouldn't surprise me at all. If we see something very special, uh, from El Capitano uh, in season number 19. Uh, question number two from Brian, and this one is going to snail as always. Uh, Brian just says, glad his food question last week didn't get my flow bro, uh, a.k.a. snail, in hot water for once. Uh, and he and his beard definitely has Brian envious. So, snail, you can uh, brag up uh, your flow and your beard here, and you got Brian a little jealous. <laughs> look at that brian my guy just a couple of stallions great looking dudes talking hockey talking food we should just start our own podcast about just being awesome 
Uh, yeah, no hot water this time, but, uh, you know, it's nice. Brian, I know that if uh, Robbie and Gary don't go, uh, Gary, Garrett, Robbie and Gary go don't ahead. go. Go ahead. Everyone else that I know, all my friends call me Gary for one reason or another, so I don't see why we should stop here. I, don't, I feel like I've had the urge to call you Gary like so many times, but yeah, if, I, if, if Robbie and Garrett don't got me, I know my flow bro. Brian has got me. He's lucky he wasn't here for the conversation we just had five minutes before we hit the record button about you talking up candy corn and how delectable <laughs> candy corn is for the Halloween season. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. I'm sure we'll, to give it a few weeks, we'll we'll touch on this eventually. Yeah, here. we will. But uh, Brian, my guy. Uh, Question number three here from Flowbro Brian. Uh, if the Pirates, Steelers, and Penguins were all playing in championship games at the same time and you were offered tickets to one of them, who are you going to see? Um, that's a good question. If they were all playing championship games at the same time. I mean, so if the Steelers are in the championship game, they're in the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl is like one of the biggest spectacles on earth. It's a holiday uh, here. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So I'd probably have to say Super Bowl. This is a Penguins podcast. I have been to uh, the there's a, the, the Penguins hosted a watch party in 2017 uh, at PPG Paints Arena during the Predators series. I was there in PPG. Uh, what was that? Game six? I think. Yeah. They, the, yeah. yeah. So I was there in spirit de facto championship game whatever you want to call it i've never been to a super bowl uh i know i think robbie mentioned last week or the week before we had a question similar to this robbie would definitely uh the super bowl is on his bucket list i know that so it's it's on my bucket list but like i know it's like a week-long event but if i got you'd have to give me free tickets i could not go yeah. i will not pay for super bowl tickets to go see the kansas city chiefs take on the Dallas Cowboys like you give me tickets for free I will pay I will gladly pay any sort of amount of money if it meant the Steelers were in the Super Bowl again so that's that's my thought process for it with regard to the Super Bowl but if I had to pick one team with the championship game on the line if the Steelers are in the Super Bowl that is uh that's where that's where my money is going for sure Question number four comes from Brian as we go back to Robbie here. Are there any big takeaways you have from training camp so far? I think the plan of Eric Carlson being mainly with Malkin and company is huge for Evgeny Malkin, I agree. And it seems like chemistry is brewing between Gino and Riley Smith. So, Robbie, you look at training camp now. The Penguins have a couple of preseason games under their belt. What are your early impressions about this team as we get closer to game number one against the Blackhawks? Uh, one of my big takeaways is the presence of Jake Gensel. Uh, not, and he started camp working off the ice uh, in a small group of injured players. And just, I mean, it's not just a skate, just like getting out on the ice. He's doing individual workouts of 45 minutes, um, especially those first two days of camp. And he was back on the ice today. So I think that just seeing him on skates uh, should make you optimistic. And Mike Sullivan still said that, maybe five games uh jake Gensel misses which is roughly i believe like the first two weeks of the season um something like that so uh seeing jake Gensel on the ice i think is a big storyline that's kind of flying under the radar because we all kind of expected him to be out uh but it is nice to see him uh on the ice um 
it definitely seems like there's something going on between uh, Evgeny Malkin and Eric Carlson. Uh, there was a lot of reports of Carlson skating up ice, yelling for Gino, picking Gino out, getting him the puck. And again, Latang in that first pairing, and then Carlson in that second pairing. Eighty percent of eighty percent of games, you're going to have either Chris Latang or Eric Carlson on the ice. That is, I mean, nobody in the league can uh, really put on that kind of embarrassment of riches. Uh, what the Penguins are going to be able to uh, to do now? Again, it all comes down to execution, but um, overall, um, I really like. Um, to hear what I'm hearing, especially with Carlson uh, working his way into the uh, to the mix, and then um, Mike Sullivan basically said they're ready to unleash the power play of um, with Carlson and Latang on the points. And the Penguins for years have gone four forwards and a defenseman. And it's going to be much different seeing uh, two defensemen and three forwards. But when you have that much talent, I think you stack one power play, uh, put them out there for a minute, minute fifteen. Uh, depending on how it all works out with the setup and you roll with it as for preseason games. Um, I guess the big story, Braden Yeager had a nice shootout goal. He kind of showed off that shot, which was, which was a big selling point on him. Um, other than that, um, it kind of just kind of got to take everything with a grain of salt um, in, in, in the preseason. Uh, I did notice uh, they are playing right now. And Redeem Zahorna uh, has a goal tonight. Uh, looks like a guy has been, uh, kind of showing up in camp so far and uh, a name we're familiar with. We'll just have to see if he can find a way to crack into that lineup um, once the cuts come. Uh, question number five, going back to Snail, and this one is again from Brian here. Uh, actually, Brian has all of our part one uh, mailback questions here tonight. So uh, question number five, uh, what's one song you would love to see live from one of your favorite bands that you know will probably never happen? I want to see Over My Head by Cable Car uh, or over my head, um, cable car by a day to remember. Um, well, I, a day to remember. I, I wish I could chime in on that, but, um, I hope that can happen for you because the one song I'd like to see live will literally never happen. It would probably have to be wood by, uh, Alice in Chains, but Lane Staley, RIP sadly has been gone for quite a while now. Uh, one, a song that could potentially happen, it would probably be a, a song gold weight by, uh, by title fight. Uh, probably just my longest running favorite band right now. They've been on a indefinite, like hiatus for quite a while. But there's been some little little rumors leaking out here and there that they're, the band's maybe talking again. And, and uh, it's been a long time since they played a show, but uh, I hope that someday that that could happen for me. I, I would like to, uh, it, I, I hope I'm not uh, catching either of you guys off guard here, but I, I'm super curious to know if, if what, do you, what about you guys? Um, that's a good question. I was... When I was putting this outline together, I was thinking about this question. Um, I knew it was going to you, and I thought, I thought I had an answer. I'm trying to rack my brain, and trying to, trying to think back to a band or a song. Uh, I mean, if we're talking like hypothetical here, and this is kind of like out of the scope of Brian's question. 
But if the Beatles ever could have reunited, like after they broke up the first time, if they would have like reunited in the late seventies or early eighties and put out like a consistent stream of music with new influences because they had been gone, they would have been gone for about a decade at that point. If you want to say the early eighties, if the Beatles come back and reunite and make more music that way, that would have been like, I would have loved to experience something like that. I know that wasn't really the question that Brian asked, but um, for the sake of answering it as best as I could, I'll say a hypothetical Beatles reunion in, and I'd like to go see the Beatles in concert. Don't lie, it's Creed. <laughs> uh, it's actually Nickelback. Yes, Nickelback. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I I was just I was just trying to deflect from the fact that I didn't think that either of you would catch on to saying Nickelback or Creed in 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 my uh, in my answer. But yes, um, I want to look at this photograph, and it used to make me laugh. Uh, I will stop. I will stop there. Robbie is shaking his head. <laughs> Um, oh God, that Garrett's going Garrett's gonna shut this podcast down and go listen to Arms Wide Open while crying in front with of his arms in wide front open of, <laughs> in front of his grand piano over there. Yeah, you see all this behind me. This is you may think if you're watching this on YouTube for the first time, you may think all of this behind me is a green screen and my picture may be a little fuzzy. You may think all of this is fake, but we were just talking before we started recording. This is all all 100% authentic. Uh, I am a 25-year-old born into massive amounts of wealth. And the first thing I wanted to do, the first thing I had to do, I told myself I wanted to get a grand piano, a big black grand piano, and uh, that's what I did. So 100% not a green screen for those of you watching on YouTube. Whose question oh, was, is it now? Oh, is it I was going to see if. Oh no, I was going to see if Robbie. Oh, Robbie, did Robbie an have any? It, oh yeah, it's absolutely Rockstar by Nickelback. <laughs> there we go. Just to put a <laughs> bow on it. Yep, it's yep. Nickelback. Perfect. All right, we'll move on. Uh, let's see. I think are we at question six here? Yeah. Uh, uh, from Brian. Um, any updates on the possible prospects podcast on FFSN? People really. And Brian specifically, it sounds like he wants prospect material. Um, Robbie, you know the 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 fellow we write with over at Pennsburg. Uh, he's the one that really handles the the Penguins farm system. David, mm-hmm. I don't know if he has podcasting experience, but if people are interested in in that sort of thing, if there is a growing appetite for podcast content. Uh, that would that would be he would be the first person on my list to try and recruit if he was interested in doing that. I yeah, or or please reach out to us if it's something yes. that you're interested in doing because Absolutely. we can get you set up. And again, I don't follow the prospects close enough to really give um, weekly insight. Um, but if you're interested, please reach out to me, Garrett, or our um, fans first um, account. Um, uh, and just drop us a message and we'll see, we'll talk to you and see what the plans are. And because if you want to do something weekly, we can easily get you set up with whatever you're, whatever the, whatever you're looking to do and hopefully get you rolling on that. So um, yeah, if you're interested in that, uh, please reach out to us, Dave, if you're listening and you want to do it, please reach out to us as well. Yeah. Uh, boy, it's, it's weird how all it was, it was a DM sent to me on Twitter. Snail sent me a DM on Twitter and it was 
really is it started one of the most unfortunate chain of chains of events that has ever transpired. Well, that one, that one fateful night, he sends me that DM. That was right after I sent out the recruit message when we were looking to expand before snail joined full time. And it's just been downhill ever since. And <laughs> I, I don't think, I don't think there's a way we can go back up the hill, especially after all the terrible food takes he's given. So and there's you know, more coming. Exactly. And if, if the candy corn tease at the beginning of the show was just the appetizer, then I can't wait to see. You know, we're getting into the food holidays here in the United States. Halloween, Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is like the biggest food holiday of the year and Christmas. And I just, I know because I know we're going to have a discussion when those holidays roll around. It's either going to be a question or Snail is going to pose the question and simply say, what are what is your Thanksgiving spread look like? And he's gonna be the one to ruin it for everybody here. And he's gonna say, "Oh yeah, I just I love cranberry sauce, and I just love regular basic stovetop stuffing." Not even close. But we'll save that for Thanksgiving. Eh? <laughs> Little teaser for everybody. Make sure you turn tune back in in like two months. This is the content you only get here at the Skating Penguin Network. No other no other Penguins podcast on the market is going to give going to give you this kind of food content. I, I mean, this is why you subscribe to the YouTube channel. This is why you subscribe to all the podcast feeds, the best food talk on a Pittsburgh Penguins podcast in the world. It's what separates us from the other pigeons. Exactly. You're right. We have established an identity and now we have to roll with it and we will roll with it into question seven, a fun hypothetical here from Brian. If Mario Lemieux was never drafted by the Penguins, do you think our fan base would still say that he is the greatest player in NHL history? I mean, probably not. I mean, just logically, I think a lot of our, I mean, there would be some, uh, I'm sure, but a lot of what drives us with that belief is that he played in Pittsburgh. And I mean, the fact that it's a correct take, I mean, regardless of what uniform we put on, but no, probably not, not as many at least. I mean, um, again, a lot of our fan base wouldn't be as familiar with him because it, you wouldn't have the stories or the highlights or anything like that. But, I mean, it's a terrifying thought to think that Mario's never um, drafted the Penguins. How much different is the franchise today? Is the franchise even still in Pittsburgh? Um, maybe not, probably not even. Uh, but, um, yeah, as long as he was – a penguin he's going to be considered uh the greatest of all time by a large portion of the fan base if not a majority and i mean overall um he's a penguin for life and that's uh, a great thing because it's terrifying to think what would have happened if he was not drafted in pittsburgh question number eight from brian uh, would you compare speaking of prospects would you compare goaltender joel Blomquist uh, as a prospect to buffalo sabers goalie devon levy uh, from what I've seen, both of them this offseason uh, is that they're both very athletic. Um, so I'm not comparing him to to that Levi kid in Buffalo or Levy or however you say it. That kid's got a lot of hype behind him. He got a little taste of the NHL, and he went on a little bit of a run um, last season trying to get the Sabres into the playoffs. Uh, one thing that's kind of not really – like I'm not sold on – not that I don't, I'm, I'm, I'm excited for Blomquist, but like, dude, these athletes these days coming into the NHL and even prospects, these aren't like your grandpa's athletes. Like these kids are all 
athletic specimens and they grind and they, you know, from a young age, like specifically, I think in the sport of hockey, it's like they're playing only hockey from like a very young age. And I don't know. I just, I'm not quite, I mean, yeah, there's a, my point is there's a lot of really good athletes coming into the NHL and a lot of good athletic prospects, but I do like, I've been admittedly hard on like the Penguins goaltending. I was hard on Jari uh, in the past. And like, I wasn't admittedly, I was not in favor of bringing him back. Um, But I'm going to keep an eye on this guy. I hope he does well in the AHL. I believe he's going to be in the AHL this year, right? Full time. Full time. Yeah. So I hope that he, I hope that we're patient with him. Like I, I hope we don't see him this year. Like I'll, I'll say that. I think if we see him this year, it's because Jari's hurt. It's because Ned's hurt. And it, I mean, no offense to the guy who is bringing up. Is it Helberg? Yeah, Magnus Helberg, number three. <laughs> Somebody would. Uh, someone was bringing him up like a few weeks ago on the mailbag, and like, no offense to him or whatever, but like, I really hope we're not seeing a lot of that guy this year because I think it's a break glass in case of emergency scenario. I agree if we're seeing Blomquist. So let's just hope that, you know, no news is good news. Let's just say that with him and we'll be patient with him and we'll get a good look at him down the road sometime. Um, let's see here. Question nine from Brian again. Uh, since, uh, since Brian sided with me on pineapple pizza, I have to stick up for Garrett with his well-done steak. He's always eaten it that way, but recently he's more open to medium or medium well. What about blue? This no. oh. Does he put ketchup on it? Oh. The, don't shake your head, Robbie. If we had done face cam last week and the masses would have seen you, what your vocal reaction plus your facial reaction to when I said, I like all my meat well done, uh, that... <laughs> You still shake your head. I'm just gonna keep shaking it. It, I see. I'm so glad that Brian is with me on this, and I know there may not be there may be those that listen but don't submit questions. I know that Brian and I are not the only two that either listen or contribute to this podcast that eat well done meat. You're gonna sit there and you're gonna shake your head, but I, I will bang on the well done meat train all day long until I am blue in the face. <laughs> How do you get your burgers done? All my burgers are well done. Oh, God. He just gets what? a piece of beef jerky on a bun. You you two are the worst because... I, well, he doesn't even eat meat. You can't bring him into it. Well, I'm going to because all of his food takes are trash anyway. <laughs> uh, do, you put, do you put ketchup on your steaks, Garrett? Uh, no, that I... I, I don't, <laughs> I don't use, it's very strange, very strange. I don't use condiments with my steak, but I mean, a steak and a burger are two different, you know, two different meals, two different, yeah. you know, I, I, I mean, I, I'll use a mountain of condiments for my burger, but uh, if I'm eating a steak, I'm just eating the steak, like with whatever seasoning is on there. But, but like Brian said, are you at all open to experimenting with a raw steak? Uh... You know, I read somewhere, I don't know if this is factually accurate. I read somewhere that, I mean, the steak may be raw, but people are scared. I'm not necessarily scared to get sick from raw meat. I just am comfortable because I've eaten well done meat for as long as I can remember. So it's not that I'm scared of eating a, a, uh, a rarer form of steak, but I know people are like terrified because the if you have a um, a rare or medium rare steak, 
they think that like the juices that come out of that piece of meat are like still blood from the cow and it's not blood it's like a protein that it it was created that like a protein that comes out of the steak that reacts with the heat and again i don't i took one science class when i was in college so i'm not the kind of person you want for for chemistry or science questions but i'm not scared to eat well done meat i guess i'm just too i'm too familiar with well done meat to venture outside of my bubble would i experiment with it yeah absolutely like if we were in like a top-notch steakhouse, like one of the country's best steakhouses. And they said you couldn't get meat well done because it would be an insult to the chef. Well, then, yeah, of course. I Because mean, I don't know if that's true or not. I hope, like, in my head, I want it to be true. Like, the chef comes out and he, like, yells at you for ordering a well-done piece of meat. I get it. I'm in the minority here. But, um, yeah, I would absolutely, you know, venture out and experiment and try rarer forms of meat if it meant that it satisfied the both of you because you just shake your head whenever i say the words well done all righty question 10 again this is the final question of part one of our mailbag again we will have part two later in the week question number 10 comes from brian we will close things out with robbie here in this episode how are we feeling about the announcement of the tv broadcasters I think the combination of Colby Armstrong, uh, Phil Bork, and Mike Rupp with Steve Mears on the radio side is going to be super fun and very refreshing. Yeah, we knew about Josh Getzoff being uh, the new uh, TV guy, and I think that was pretty much well accepted uh, across the board. Josh, uh, if you've ever listened to any radio calls, you know he's exceptional. He's very, very good at what he does. Uh, had huge shoes to fill and taking over from Mike Lang. Um, so props to uh, him for doing that job well and now going to um, the TV where I think he's going to succeed and everybody's going to find him um, that aren't familiar with him are going to find him uh, extremely suitable for uh, their listening needs. As for the color guys, um, I think pretty much overall you got exactly what uh, what you expected for the most part. Uh, Colby Armstrong, who has been taking on an ever greater role, both locally and nationally over the past few seasons, uh, will now take a more prominent role in the booth. Um, I think it's important to get a guy like that in there that has played the modern game and understands the speed and um, just how the game is played now. Nothing against Bob Airy, but he definitely had an old school style of uh, the understanding of the game. And Colby is, uh, he's younger, he's different. He played with Crosby. Um, he's played with a lot of these guys. He's played in the modern NHL. So he knows um, the differences between how it's played today and how it's played in Bob Barry's time. And I think that's very important. Uh, Mike Rupp uh, is pretty much in the same boat as Armstrong, but he's, again, more of a grinder, fighter type. So it'll be interesting to see what he brings uh, to the booth. And Phil Bork is good. I mean, he's very, very good. Uh, It still sounds like he's going to do the majority of his work on the radio. I don't know if he will be a fill-in when, um, uh, if it's something national going on with Armstrong and Rupp, because I think they both are still doing uh, national work as well. So um, all three together, I think, are very, very solid uh, to go along with Getzoff. He has the, uh, the chemistry already with, 
uh, Bork, and I'm sure he'll be fine with um, Armstrong um, and Rupp just as well. And then Steve Mears. I'm glad that Steve um, has something uh, that he felt had a plan to fall back on. He'll be on the radio. I don't have anything against Steve Mears at all. I think he's plenty adequate. Um, maybe a little a little stiff sometimes in calling, but I think on radio he'll be fine. Um, and I'm glad he's going to be able to stay in Pittsburgh and uh, still work with the team and uh, be around. I think that's, that's good for him. He's a Pittsburgh guy and I'm glad he's going to be able to uh, kind of continue uh, growing with the team and um, still get the call penguins game. So, yeah, I think overall it's not much to complain about uh, how Fenway sports group handled it. Um, really interesting. My big thing now is what are the visuals going to be like? Uh, probably a new score bug coming along. Um, Jay Caulfield's still going to be around. Uh, Dan Potash uh, got a promotion. Actually, I know a lot of people were um, a little, uh, a little, a little angry when they found out he was going to um, anchor in the studio. But in reality, that is a huge promotion for him, uh, and it's well deserved. He's been doing the radio, the ringside stuff for, I don't even know how many seasons now, uh, a well-deserved promotion. And they brought in a new ringside reporter who has a hockey background as well. So um, yeah, I, I think on paper, they all look good. And um, based on what we know about the, especially the guys in the booth, I, I think it's going to be a solid product all around. Um, definitely in need of improvement uh, from years past. So uh, fingers crossed it all works out. And I guess we'll find out here in about two weeks. For those that are watching the video feed on YouTube, Robbie, I have to ask, this is not related to any question or anything that we got here. Are you wearing a Gettysburg 1863 sweatshirt? I am. That is, I mean, I think, where, like, did you, do they have like a gift shop there? Did you get that at a gift shop or? Yeah, I got it at the museum down there. Okay. Yeah. Cause that, I'm, I have to get my hands on one of those. That I like that sweatshirt. Yeah. They have a bunch of different styles. This is the one that just stuck out to me. Um, but yeah, um, a little cold in my house for some reason, so I had to throw a, a hoodie on. But no, yep, that's what it was. That's what, the hat is the Homestead Grays, um, the former uh, Negro League team uh, in Pittsburgh. But that's not really They're not the two shirts aren't the shirt and the hat aren't related. They just both have a G on. What's the Gettysburg? Gettysburg, Pennsylvania, Battle of Gettysburg from the Civil War. Oh yeah, heard of it. Oh, you've heard yeah. of it. You you heard of the Battle of Gettysburg? I guess it's <laughs> I, I guess. I guess it's different for I mean yeah. for for snail being on the other side of the country. I mean it's a big it's not a massive thing here. It's not like we celebrate the Battle of Gettysburg or anything. But, <laughs> War and, merch. Yeah, I mean, basically, yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of places where I live and between where I live and where Robbie lives that are oh, like yeah. crucial to the the Revolutionary War, uh, the Civil War. Yeah, I mean it's it's chock full. That's why I love it so much. I, I just want, yeah. I want to spend like, just give me a month where I have no responsibilities. I have endless money and I can just go from museum to museum. And a lot like, of history over there, huh? Oh, oh yeah. It, yeah. You could spend a lifetime looking at historical landmarks and historical figures, all that stuff here in Western Pennsylvania. Seattle's so soft. We, we're so new compared to you guys. Oh man. Yeah. I mean, you got the, you got the, the volcano. Rainier or oh, St. Helens. Yeah. I mean, Rainier yeah. is too, technically. But right. Yeah. Mount St. Helens too. Yeah. 
we have a uh, the one thing over here we have is the uh, underground seattle where like the city used to be like lower and then the whole city caught on fire so they like built it on top of it it's <laughs> it's i don't know I, everyone's probably done that tour once in their life here and it's soft compared to gettysburg i know i'll take your, I'll take your seafood <laughs> yeah you would yeah unreal here i mean we can get decent seafood but like I mean, if we go to Baltimore and stuff, you can get really good seafood. But I mean, Seattle, you guys pretty much just like walk out, throw a fishing rod in the in your in your car before after, and then after work, go and grab like, hey kids, uh, dinner's here. Yeah, gotta skin whatever fish. I don't know what the what the the main the the big name fish out there is that they're all thrown around in Pike's Place, but um, it's usually just like a. a I, I, there's like a lot of different types of salmon, but it's usually just a huge Sam, salmon. Okay, yeah, salmon. I like salmon, but yeah. Uh, and then the you guys have like, don't you guys have different crab on the East Coast? Isn't yeah, it like a soft shell or something? Mm-hmm. Soft shell, um, blue. Yeah, they have a bunch. Like especially if you get up into the Boston area, um, they pulled all different kinds. But soft shell are very popular too. Um, yeah. We got like, we got Dungeness here. Do, do you guys not have that over there? I think that only comes from like the Bering Sea area. We can get it, but I think like for freshness, it more from the Seattle um, Pacific Northwest area. Yeah, definitely good here. I was going to say, yeah, Pike Place. You can just like walk there and get a huge, a full fish just chucked at your face. Nice, solid, solid. Love it. Well, fellas, uh, that will just about do it. Uh, that will do it for our first. This will be our first episode on our official YouTube channel. The Skating Penguin Network. You can find us on YouTube and subscribe to us on YouTube. That will do it for part one of this week's mailbag. Again, part two will be coming out later in the week. And um, you know what? I don't think I don't think it's a stretch to say that you know we typically get we're averaging twenty questions. Uh, we've been averaging twenty questions well throughout the off season. I don't think it's a stretch to say that we won't be averaging or we will be averaging that moving forward. So. Don't be surprised as as we get the the regular season as we kick the regular season into gear if uh, if we end up splitting the the mailbag into two parts moving forward on a permanent basis I suspect that will happen as we get into the meat and potatoes of the NHL season but we're getting closer we'll have even more questions from you the loyal listeners to answer when we are back here for part two of the mailbag. For Robbie Noggle, I have been Garrett Behanna. For Snail as well, can't forget Snail, even if he has questionable food takes. For my loyal and lovely co-hosts, I have been Garrett Behanna. Thank you so much for listening to this edition of the Skating Penguin Network, and we will talk to all of you again very soon.